Russell's Reserve aged 10 year and then completely imploded on a Monday morning with multiple personalities leaving the radio station and firings and demotions and utter chaos. What a Radio Wars week it is. How are you? Well, Kyle, uh, it's fair to say that some people lost the battle. The station appears to have won the war. If nothing else, CrossingBroad.com certainly won a war. A lot of people were uh, tuning in. And if anybody's ever wondered if uh, if Radio Wars is really that big of a, uh, a business driver, I think you uh, kind of put that out there on Twitter a couple days ago. It's uh, it's huge. And I, I honestly don't know where we go from here. Uh, there are some personalities that I think people could have done without that you know have moved on or whatever. But uh, one of the key cogs of 97.5 is now gone. And I, I just can't say... Uh, how big of a disappointment it is. I can't quantify that with words. I will I will say this. Um, obviously, it, I think people know that our radio stuff is is popular locally. I don't I wouldn't call it a business driver because it, it doesn't really doesn't really pay the bills, but in terms of driving the eyeballs, it's definitely one of our our more popular things, obviously. Um, it was yes Monday, we're recording this Tuesday night. Monday was our sixth biggest page view day of the year. and I the only reason I say that is because the other five all came during the Eagles Super Bowl run, like the Mondays and Tuesdays, Fridays, Mondays and Tuesdays, you know, around all the playoff games. And then you have yesterday, uh, which which was next. So to get an idea of the interest and this really only involved one station and it didn't involve any mudslinging, by the way, not really. It wasn't a Josh Ennis, Mike Missanelli thing. It, there wasn't strife. There wasn't someone punching someone or confronting someone or whatever it is, it was simply just kind of upheaval and surprise leavings and comings and goings and all of that. And, you know, I will say this, and I think on Friday we could talk more about this. We can postpone our gritty talk. Uh, we could postpone. We were going to talk a little bit about uh, my role in the, the John Clayton website. We'll postpone that, uh, and we'll postpone our thoughts really on Radio Wars because we got Harry Mays today, and I want to keep the focus on that. But I will – I'll just say off the top that I am just surprised at what happened, not because Mark and Trey and Bob Cooney can't make for a good morning show. We don't know. Um, thing is, I don't think 97.5 knows either because Mark has really never been the lead on a show, and it, but he's had plenty of fill-in time on Angelo's show, to be fair. Uh, Trey Thomas has is, is never really been a consistent radio host, and Bob Cooney's new at this you know, for about a year, and you're taking three relatively new guys who don't I don't know if they've ever really worked together or in very limited capacities. And you're putting a lot of eggs in that basket for a morning show. So you've big, you know, big risk there, big swing there. And simultaneously, that has led to the disruption of your midday show, which wasn't doing great in the ratings, but it was also dealing with a lead in from Gargano's show, which was, you know, really bad quite frankly, um, and it had a bounce back from that. And it's my understanding that from 11 to 2, uh, Harry and Jason Martita's show kind of continuously improved up till Mike getting on the air. So part of the, I think the ratings problem may have had to do with the lead-in and the fact that the other station had Angelo's powerful show leading into it. But the point is, you've now um, disrupted that show and a relatively good rapport those guys had. And you move Anthony to middays, mostly it, it, I've heard uh, because he has a lot of sponsors attached to him and the station doesn't want to lose that, which is uh, totally understandable. Um, but yeah, you've impacted that show. And then the fallout of all this is uh, through his own decision. Uh, Harry Mays is leaving the station. 
uh, was offered to be a part of the morning show, wasn't. And Aton Shander um, was kind of demoted and then went on a series of tweets and has kind of been let go after that. So a lot of turmoil to take a big swing on this morning show. It's been a a crazy sort of uh, unfolding of events. Yeah, we certainly can't predict what anything is going to sound like, but I, I think for a station that, you know, if you look at the ratings, a station that had been struggling uh, to now blow up the entirety of, of their lineup, essentially, uh, with the exception of, of Mizzanelli's show, um, I I don't know how listeners are going to respond. I guess we're going to, you know, we'll keep people posted on that as the ratings come out. Um, but I, I think losing Harry's huge. Uh, and I, I did like, it's not like I had an opportunity um, you know, with, with the year kicking up here, uh, to listen to their show every day. But over the summer, you know, listening to Harry and Jason, I thought they did a unique show. And I, I think that's one thing with Harry, at least that I've always kind of, you know, enjoyed is it's not your, uh, your standard traditional sports talk radio. It, it feels like they were always willing to go off onto other tangents and, and talk about other topics. And I think that in a, a city that has two sports radio stations, um, having something that is different, something that is unique and, and isn't a shtick, I think is something that, you know, we quite frankly need more of. And I know that maybe that doesn't drive ratings. Uh, and, and ultimately, that's what these um, these stations are, are going to want. I, I think that they they really messed up a, a good thing that they had going. I know it wasn't winning in the ratings, but kind of to your point, when your lead in is so far behind, and I don't I don't know what the most recent figures were between Gargano show and and Cataldi, but I want to say like ballpark would, half, uh, you know, the last few times I've seen it, ballpark half, sixty percent of the total audience, give or take. So it's significantly I mean, you can't turn, less. You can't turn garbage into gold. You know what I mean? So, you know, whenever you nice. kind of hear that that DeCamera and uh, and and Richie were beating, uh, you know, Mason Martinez, it was like, well, okay, you know. On its face, if if there were no lead-ins, like if they had both been coming out of syndicated shows, like if if Mike and Mike were still on ninety-seven five, and um, I don't know, like some kind of CBS Sports Radio thing were going on through uh, through WIP in the morning, and that was the lead-in, like or Entercom know, maybe, now, as it like, will. But okay. yes, yeah, uh, I, like, I get your point. like may, you know maybe maybe we would have a better idea of what these shows were like. I mean, you know, maybe taking it to the streaming numbers would have been the most fair comparison, but. You know, when you don't have a good lead in, you see this on TV all the time. There are great shows that kind of bite the dust too early because their lead in just isn't that good. And I, I kind of think that that's a lot of what happened here. And when you look at the kind of feedback that people gave to, you know, Harry, especially on on Twitter in the immediate aftermath, you know, after it went up on Crossing Broad, I I think there was just kind of this universal appreciation for for what he did. And so I, I feel like 97.5 kind of comes out of this as as a loser, even though you know, in, in some ways, they weren't in full control of what happened here. Uh, they kind of set off a series of events that, that made it seem inevitable. Yeah, I'm, I'm just surprised at um, I'm surprised at the way it all went down. When our story came out a couple of weeks ago that Farzetta was going to 97.5, it's my understanding that uh, that was news to a lot of people at both stations. Uh, but most notably, uh, Anthony Gargano and I, I believe Aton and I believe Jamie Lynch and I, I can't speak for Bob Cooney, but I believe it was news to those guys and it kind of precipitated or um, uh, expedited a series of events that by the next that night had An- uh, Anthony essentially off the air kind of in this state of limbo, whether he was going to accept a different role or presumably take some sort of a buyout. And, um, you know, there is a lot of sponsor money attached to him and ultimately he decided to stay on at the station and, you know, they'll, they'll spin it into a positive and that's fine. Um, 
But yeah, it was kind of curious the way it went down because obviously this thing with Farzetta was in the works for a while. He hadn't been on the air at WIP. There was some, kind of some confusion if he was still there. Uh, I don't know if he has a contract. I, I, If I had a guess, he might have a one of those 90-day non-competes, and that is why um, you know he sort of disappeared from the air early there and is not coming on till next Monday at 97.5. I don't know that for sure. That is just my guess. But um, it w- clearly it was in the works for a little bit. You don't just kind of create a morning show, spur of the moment. And the fact that Anthony didn't know and you kind of uh, upended the cart very quickly and uh, it resulted in one of your more popular hosts on his own leaving, Harry, who we're going to talk to now. So um, really interesting stuff. Uh, I'm kind of with you. We get a lot of feedback. We see people commenting on shows. My Twitter is lit up with it every day, people re- reacting to radio stuff. I know there are certain hosts uh, who will text me, hey, it's all about the ratings, dude. Um, you know, you have to judge shows that way. That's totally fair. But I will say that I get a lot of feedback, and most people seem to like Harry and like Harry and Jason together. I think their show was sort of born out of them filling in for Miss Anelli when he was out. And, um, you know, they had a good... They had a good rapport. Um, you know, maybe that didn't translate to the ratings, but I know that a lot of people were disappointed and were surprised, as was I, to see that Harry uh, is no longer with 97.5. So we have Harry uh, for a good 30 minutes. We talk about all that. Um, so give it a listen. I think you're going to enjoy it. And then we'll be back on Friday for more of our uh, normal show. Here's the uh, interview with Harry. I will note that he was uh, on a cell phone. We recorded this a little differently than normal. So we've uh, done our best to, you know, make his audio levels uh, as, as loud as ours. But uh, just bear with us because he was on a phone and we were recording through Skype. So here's the interview with Harry. Wait, Kyle, before we go on, we should talk about our friends. We should talk about our friends at Tropicana Sports. Uh, what if I told you there's a way to get the thrill of picking games and winning incredible prizes without having to drop any cash? Thanks to our friends at Tropicana Sports, they are now offering Crossing Broad readers a pick'em contest. Uh, the way it works is pretty simple. Tropicana Sports presents a slate of picks for a particular sport, uh, game, or event, or a series of events on a day, maybe like a, a slate of baseball playoff games, what have you. Uh, if you pick them all correctly, again, totally free to enter, uh, you get entered into a drawing for prizes. That's it pretty simple uh, what kind of prizes you ask they will certainly vary by game so if you're entering a pick'em on a handful of college basketball games versus maybe an entire sunday slate of football and you win the football slate you'll probably get a better prize than a handful of you know college basketball or football games but they will vary but similar games in the past have featured a mixture of free hotel stays and gift cards at tropicana's on property sports bars they've also given away a stay in a penthouse suite with an ocean view for winners of larger contests as well as two-hour parties to a bar with food and drinks. They have chickies and peats there at Tropicana, so that's always in play. Um, you can go to crossingbroad.com, hit on any of the Tropicana banners that you see. Uh, there's also some posts. Uh, we will link it up uh, in you know throughout the course of the week. When you see that, uh, click it, and you could play for free. By the way, if you're in... If you're in a state that doesn't currently offer legalized betting but might be soon like Pennsylvania and you want to just sort of dip your toe into the uh, notion of picking sides of a spread and kind of get used to that and understanding what it means, kind of a, a learning thing, then the Tropicana Sports Pick'em game for free is the way to go. You can pick games, uh, you know, understand that you're rooting for somebody on a side of a spread without actually having real money attached to it. So it's a cool free thing with prizes. Um really no reason not to try it so go to crossing broad uh, hit on the tropicana batter and our thanks to tropicana sports for sponsoring the show 
Uh, I'd also like to thank our, our good friends at Amerigas, Kyle. Uh, they're the nation's number one propane provider found locally at 7-Eleven and Home Depot and at thousands of locations across the country. The most recent giveaway that we did on crossingbroad.com forward slash Amerigas has now concluded. That was the uh, the winner of the $499 grill. Uh, we will be doing another giveaway coming up soon, so make sure you keep your eyes peeled to crossingbroad.com forward slash Amerigas. But a big thank you to them for sponsoring the website and the podcast as always, uh, the number one propane provider in the United States of America. Now, now, yeah. Kyle, now we can go on to the interview with Harry Mays. Let's do it. All right, welcoming on Harry Mays, uh, formerly of 97.5 The Fanatic, which sounds a, a little bit weird to say. Uh, Harry, what's what's going on? Hey, Kyle, great to be with you, man. I've... Uh... Always respected your your website and uh, what you guys do with the podcast and everything else. It's great to be here, but uh, yeah, under auspicious circumstances, the end of a 13 year run at 97.5 that began way back almost to the day October 3rd, 2005, wow. which is when uh, Sports Talk 950, I think, is is what it was called. It was, it was either Sports Talk or Sports Radio 950 uh, began. And I was the first uh, voice, local voice on the air at 6 a.m. that day doing the sports update. And uh, I can tell you how all that began, if you care. But, yeah, it's, it was a great 13-year run. I'm, I was just blessed to have, have been able to do it and follow my dream. And I, I just have so many great memories. And, you know, it all came to an end on Monday morning around 8.30. And, and um, you know, I get it. Contract negotiations get a little hairy we always talk about him in, in sports you know we see these guys like Le'Veon Bell holding out where he could make uh, 11 to 12 million dollars or whatever it is on a franchise tag for a running back and he chooses to hang you know to hold out um I just uh, you know wasn't comfortable with what I was going to be asked to do for the, the amount of money and I just said uh, you know I, I can't I can't do it and that's why we're here today yeah, the thing that, uh, first off, thanks for coming on. Uh, I've always been a, a big fan. I know we, uh, you know, occasionally poke sports talk radio, and I'm sure uh, we've had a, disagree- <laughs> a disagreement in the past. I want to talk about that, by We would way, never, we never oh, do I would such love, a thing. I, I would love to, but I, I know we've had disagreements yeah. in the past, but I've always been a fan of yours. I think I've written a few times that, um, you know, I have liked you on the air, and um, I was surprised to find this out the other day because to yeah. me um on, on one hand i always thought you'd be a really good personality for the mornings because you handle equally handle yeah handle sports in the offbeat yeah. and yeah. then when i found out that it was you know kind of, it sounds like your decision i'm sure you can get into it a little bit i was surprised that it, it was kind of so quick um and you yeah. know i guess there was a pretty big delta between the two sides because it seemed like uh, you know, a fairly obvious move or, you know, a, a quasi-promotion to get onto a, a morning show, but I'm sure there's a, a bit more to the story. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it came down late last week that, that they were going to be making a change, I, you know, uh, to the midday show, which I didn't know that our show was going to be touched. I thought that they were going to, you know, do something new with the mornings, and uh, I didn't know that it had anything to do with my show, but they asked me, they said that we'd like you to go to the mornings and be like the uh, update guy and the third voice, second, third, fourth, whatever voice you want to say on the morning show. And, 
I was like, okay, well, uh, okay, let's talk about it. I was interested in that because, I mean, who wouldn't want to be on a morning show? And when it was presented, the financial situation just was like not tenable because, you know, we're asking, you know, you, you, these guys that do morning shows, yeah, you, a lot of people don't understand how hard they work and how early in the morning they get up and how much their schedule is impacted. Um, you know, you're getting up at 3 a.m. Some guys get up even earlier and get in there and they're, they're going to bed at, you know, seven o'clock at night and their, their whole life is, is transformed in a sense. And so would my, my wife's, you know, life would have been transformed. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to need X amount to do that. And we tried to get there and they would not guarantee that. So I just couldn't take it. I, I was just like, you know, I, I need this. I told you this on Thursday. I told you this on Friday. We got to Monday and it still didn't happen. And so we, we agreed to part ways with no hard feelings, but, um, um, I would love to be on a morning show, but there are certain things that need to happen in order for that, in order for that to take place. And, uh, that was just not presented. So I refused. Right, has that been something that you've considered over the course of like the last, you know, I don't know, X amount of years, like ever since 97.5, you know, went from being syndicated Mike and Mike in the morning and it was clear mm -hmm. that they decided to go local and have Gargano, you know, kind of anchor that flagship, you know, local show. Has your eye always kind of been looking towards, you know, that show or, and I'm not saying you were ever had eyes for the competition, but like knowing that Angelo was, you know, going to be on his way out at some point in the next few years, did the thought of going to a morning show, you know, really kind of creep into your mind? Like you wanted to do a good job, obviously, on the midday show. You didn't think it was going to be touched yeah. here. But like, has that been something that's kind of gone through your head, like throughout the course of your career? Was the was the end goal, you know, to get to a morning show or to get to a drive time show? Like, did you have a preference? I don't know that it, the end goal was to be on the morning show, but I did have a preference for it. I, I interviewed with a couple of program directors a few years ago. And saying that, uh, you know, my eyes were on morning shows, uh, you know, with other stations. And that was something that I really thought that I kind of did a midday show, a morning show in the midday, if you will, with sort of the way I try to do a show. I learned a lot from, from Tony uh, and I love working with him. And I think that that would have been a great morning show, me and Bruno. And I think at, at some point in certain people's eyes back in the day that that was one of the uh, desires from a, from a lot of people. And for some reason it broke down and it never happened, but I thought that would have been a great, a great morning show. And um, so, yes, it has, it has always been, you know, a, a goal of mine. Is that, nor is that normal within the industry? Like, would you say that the people that you work with, do you have to be a special kind of beast to want to go to mornings versus like, I, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I do. I think so. I think, I think you got to, first of all, I mean, like I said, you got to rearrange your, your, your entire schedule. And I was willing to do that, but there's a price to that. And that, then that's what I was trying to convey. And obviously we, we just couldn't agree on a number. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the show with Tony. Cause I, I agree with you. I always thought if there was going to be a legit, uh, morning show to rival Angelo that, uh, you and Tony would have made a, a good one-two punch. Because you guys, like you said, were, you were essentially doing a morning show from 12 to 2. You know, from the midday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, do you do you guys do you guys still keep in touch? I mean, because I'll tell you, anytime I post about the radio war stuff, I mean, there's certain names or shows that pop up as people always citing as their favorites or something they miss. Uh, one is uh, Ray Diddy is just like universally beloved, mm-hmm. so that's always one that comes up. But a lot sure. of people do mention you and Tony when you guys were together, and um, you know, like I'd be interested to hear if you guys stay in touch. I know you've done his podcast and stuff. I think right. Yeah. I'm going to be doing it tomorrow night, too. I'm going to be, like, uh, calling in to the podcast tomorrow night. Oh, you got the whole circuit this week. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing the whole circuit. It's sort of like I'm on the late-night shows. You know, I feel like I'm in, like, a New York hotel, and I'll be wearing different sport coats each and every night. But... (laughs) So the new gritty. Congratulations. Low-rent version. Yeah, you're gritty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Right. (laughs) No, I'll be on there tomorrow night. And, yeah, we do keep in touch. And, uh, you know... Listen, man, that was some of the most fun radio I've ever done. Uh, I enjoyed, I've worked with over 40 different co-hosts throughout my tenure. Holy cow. And I've had a blast with every one of them. But there's certain guys that, you know, really, I think, just sort of came through to the audience. And Tony was one of them. I thought, I thought what, what I did with, with Jason and Rob, too, was really, really good. You know, like uh, we were we were starting something with 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 Jason. We had a great chemistry and you know, a lot of back and forth where I could really y- just sort of yell at him and he'd go back at me. And it was just it was never anything personal, and it was always just like really good radio. Like I like doing good radio. I don't really care about doing good sports radio. I care about doing radio, and I think that's what's something that uh, that I want to. If I'm going to do radio in the future, it's got to be radio. It's got to be something interesting it can't be boring oh the eagles uh you know their cornerbacks stink 610 you know what i mean like i i'm i'm kind of <laughs> tired with that to be honest with you 610632 um yeah exactly yeah <laughs> did you which find... uh which corner which cornerback uh are you hoping the eagles take in the 2022 draft 610632 <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, um have you have you found that um the yeah, I don't know. The, the mission is the right word, but the the goal or the aim of what you guys were doing on the air was uh, meant to be different over the last few years. I know, you know, you and Jason had a good rapport, and I think you guys sort of, yeah. uh, you know, sort of accidentally uh, kind of came into that show and filling in for Mike. Um, yeah. But have you found that sort of the direction had kind of shifted back to more traditional sports over these last few years? Well, it, it kind of depends on, on, on who's running the show. You know, that we've, we're many times told to, you know, let's get it back to the Eagles. And that became kind of a running joke. Uh, when I was with Rob Ellis, we had sound bites that we keep playing to that. Like if we'd ever get off, sort of off the beaten path for too long, um, you know, there might have been a phone call made from down the hall to the producer, say, what are they doing here? Let's, you know, get back on track. They don't like things getting off the rails, you know, and I actually think the show is best when it's getting off the rails, unless there is a real serious, like good topic to discuss. I think that's when I was at my best. And I think a lot of times I felt, you know, maybe hamstrung by that. That's interesting. Now, is that is so is that a Matt thing or is that a more recent thing with Eric? And I'm not trying to get you to bury him. No, no, no. We'll go way back with Matt. I spoke with Matt today about it. Um, As a matter of fact, he's out in San Francisco. We had a great discussion. Now that that was, that's gone back for years. That's not a recent thing. Okay. Okay. 
Um, did you get this? So what kind of vibe did you, were you under the impression that the new morning show will be? Cause I, um, you know, if there's one question I kind of seen a lot of it's what kind of show are they going to do? Mark kind of has his, I guess, you know, slightly offbeat shtick from the stuff he's done at, at NBC sports. Uh, but is, are they going to try and play it more straight with, you know, general sports talk or kind of replicate that model they have going at WIP? I really don't know because I've, I've never met Mark. I know of him professionally. I've heard him and I, you know, I've seen him on TV. He does a great job. Uh, I know Trey got to know Trey over the last couple of weeks because he would like, uh, or a couple months, as a matter of fact, would come in and do uh, spots on our show. We got along great. Um, but, but I don't know because we never sat down as a group to really discuss what that show might have been. It never got to that point. And it probably would have this week had I accepted uh, the offer. So I don't really know. Okay. Okay. Um, did, um, like, what's, you know, what's your kind of maybe taking a step back, uh, more of a higher level thing? Because I know you wanted to kind of get into our comments and thoughts on sports talk radio that we all we always have opinions on. But I'd want to get your thoughts first. Like, it, what's your high level view of the space right now compared to even just, you know, 13 years ago uh, when you started and, you know, it was 950? Right. Um, well, it was more back then you could really just sort of discuss the game as a, as a, as opposed to what goes on outside of the game. Like now it's, it's become, I think a lot more about the drama off the field, off the ice, off the court, if you will, kind of thing that sort of drives, uh, the discussion. And years ago it used to be where you could discuss, you know, a game for four days, you know, and, and that's something that, that has totally changed. Um, Social media played be, a big part because you got you guys. Yes, I, I feel like yeah, your show with Tony was. I feel like your show with Tony was one of the first, not the maybe not the first, but very early on. You guys adopted. You were going to read tweets on the air. Um, I mm-hmm. think in 2010, I still had a full time job. I had the site was like six months old. I think the first time I was ever actually on the radio is, you know, Kyle from Crossing Broad. I think you guys had me on. Mm-hmm. I think it was your show. Yeah, so you did. guys kind of embraced that new media thing very early on. Totally. Yeah, and I think it's something that you really need to incorporate into a show nowadays if you're going to be successful and really appeal to a broad-based audience. You know, it's it's sort of like uh, analytics in sports. you you got to incorporate some of that. You know, you, you, you can't just be old school. you got to be new school and old school and find a good balance for both. And I thought I thought that, uh, you know, it's our show, especially, you know, like me and Jason most recently, I thought we did a great job with that. We, we go to Twitter a lot, and and uh, I'm not a Facebook guy. I swore that off years ago. But, but you know, either way, like, like just social media, and we used to do a text board, too, and that got a little bit out of control, and, and they eventually took it away. But uh, I thought... I told our former program director a few years ago, I had a great discussion with him, and I said, Matt, I don't call my friends anymore. I text them. And I get kind of annoyed if they call me at certain times of the day because I'm not prepared to take the phone call. It's not that I don't want to talk to them, but I'm just not in the right spot. So I'm thinking that where this is going, this caller-driven radio is going to be minimized and we're going to have to go to more other modalities like texting and social media and things to incorporate into the show. 
And at the, at the time it was like kind of received as, Hmm, we'll see. And I think that has played out over the last three or four years since I had that discussion. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Harry Mays um, at the forefront of, uh, of, of redesigning. Yeah. Blogs. How about that, Kyle? Do you run one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever happen to, to uh, write anything about it? Do you ever happen to uh, use any of the radio fodder as content? You... <laughs> yeah. Is that weird? I mean, is that weird for you guys? I mean, I know. Uh, no, you know, I think like it's, it's great. Actually. Yeah. I love I'll it. Tell... Like you, you and I went back and forth a little bit today because there was a misunderstanding. But I, <laughs> I thought, you know, you know like uh, I confirmed to you yesterday what it, you know, had happened, and I knew it was going to get out and. I thought it was cool that you did it. And then I see all the reaction coming in, and I'm like, I was blown away by it. You, you misunderstood my reference this morning. Um, you thought I was being sarcastic. No, I thought it was great. And I think, yeah. Well, you say, you know, congrats yeah, on it, the page views or something. I was like, you know, and I, yeah, I thought yeah, you were being sarcastic. On this, I'm on working on a little sleep. That's my fault. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. I mean, that's got to be you cool thought, for you, you to thought see. I thought, you thought I thought you were dancing on my grave, I think is what you put. Because yeah, we yeah. do that with sports people. Well, and, and I've had point. people, but I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't being sarcastic. I swear to God. No, no, I believe you. I, I, I have had other people who, you know, will say, "Hey, you know, you're, you're, you're profiting at the expense of, you know, my misery here or something." And I get that critique. Yeah. So I, I thought maybe sure. whatever. But for you, the, the, um, the, the reaction was so positive in your favor. I mean, sometimes people leave, yeah. and I've seen. A lot of nasty tweets with you know everybody tagged, oh, yeah. and uh, overwhelmingly, you know, no, you're never going to have 100 percent positivity, but overwhelmingly, uh, no. I think the audience was supportive of you. Yeah, I was amazed, I, dude. I'm telling you, I put, I put out a, a statement. You, I know you saw it on Twitter, and I still have it up pinned to my tweet at Harry Mays to you. I had to change the name, but um, I was blown away and, and incredibly humbled by. The response it was unbelievable it really was i think uh, harry like that yeah, that might that might be i think the most interesting part of this and and it has to be i don't know if it's humbling for you or or not but seeing that you know uh this is without you know trying to bury anybody that you may or may not have worked with at some point uh in radio but when rumors come out about guys switching stations or guys you know losing their jobs uh typically it it's only a few people who they might have worked with closely who go out and go out of their way to tweet yeah. about them. And and in your case, it wasn't just like it was a few people from the Fanatic. It was the Fanatic. It was WIP. It was people who have mm-hmm. gone on into TV. And to see somebody who, you know, ostensibly has unified, uh, you know, consent or has, you know, gained consensus within the community, it, it had to be special, I, I would think, from your vantage point to get that kind of approval and and that nod from, you know, people that have been your colleagues and your competitors and certainly, you know, all the listeners who, uh, you know, were sad to see you go. I think there's only one thing left to do. Run for office. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, if I can bring people from all those different areas together, imagine what I could do for the country. And and honestly, you would be the you would be the sane choice compared to what's going on now. So anything is possible, right? <laughs> You're not kidding. You're not uh, kidding. And I think, maybe, that, I think that whole thing has, has changed the discourse when it comes to sports radio, too. I think that has bled into this over the last couple of years and has really changed not only like what you guys do, but also what we do. For better How or so? worse? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's more for the worse. 
do you find do you hate or you know as as sports sports as a radio host do you hate or love the whole politicization i can't even pronounce the word right uh of sports you know like do, do you want to no, talk no, about I, this anthem stuff i personally kind of hate it and not because i feel like the I two worlds it. have to be separated but just because i think it's such a ridiculous uh it, it's just such a ridiculous thing that the nfl just kind of keeps making worse in, in this particular case no i i hate it because what we do or what we did was was phone calls where you'd have to actually you know bring people on the air and talk about it it's different to sort of put something out. Maybe you play some audio on online and, and you have your comments section for it, but to actually have to work your way through reaction on the phones, because th- those kind of things bring out the extremists on both sides. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that can get really difficult. Um, so I never really liked doing that. I, I was kind of dreaded those kind of shows. <laughs> I, you knew you had to do them at certain points in times, but you knew you knew what you were going to get. And you mentioned the extremes. Do you, you know, one of our critiques, and I'd be interested to hear what you think we get wrong when we critique radio after this. But one of our critiques is always, or you know, mine is always, ever there always has to be a side. You know, you you got to put out a question mm-hmm. to generate the calls and you're trying to get, you know, you're almost like a sports book in that regard. I feel like you're trying to get equal weight on both sides of the action just so the middle right. is is what works. Like how much do you embrace that? How much do you hate having to occasionally, you know, put up a contrived argument to generate, a, you know, those those intense opinions on either side? Well, I mean, by and large there, there wasn't a lot of contrived arguments with me and my shows. I would just basically tell you what I thought, whether it was, whether it was that I agreed with my co-host or not, and we just sort of discuss it, and we wouldn't get into a, you know, a, sort of a Skip Bayless kind of argument with each other, right? Which is what they do on those shows, and I think those shows have gone a great deal. Uh, I've done a great deal to degrade sports radio too, because I think people look at those shows and they're like this is bullshit. And I think they sort of equate that back to old school sports radio. And they're like, uh, you know, this isn't the way I discuss sports, but um, I kind of dreaded having the, I got to take this side. You got to take that side kind of argument. And that's why I rarely ever did it. Were you ever because I, to I, do it or told to, Hey, you there guys got to, there were times, this. there were times. Yes, there were times. You got an example, but it was rare. It was it was rare. It wasn't it wasn't a high percentage. Believe me. Okay. Okay. Was it more on like the stuff that was off the field, the like the social aspect of yeah. something? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. So now, so now I understand why you don't like doing that kind of stuff. Anyway, all right, makes no, sense. No, I don't. I really don't. I I like just sort of saying, you know, the way I view things, and if, uh, you know. Jason or Rob or Tony or any of the other guys that I work with, you know, viewed it differently. Great. We could have a great argument about it, but if not, we could still discuss it. And I think it's, you know, still could produce some conversation. See, Harry, I think, I think without this going into a love fest, uh, you know, I I remember being in college and um, listening to you and Tony and, and you guys were Mm -hmm. really the, the show that got, you know, my buddies and I through the day. Uh, and you know, whether it was, we could listen to it from 12 to two, or if we were listening to it as, you know, the podcast format, uh, at night, we always made sure that we chiseled out a part of our day to listen to it. 
And I, I think part of that. and I think a big part of that is, you know, at least with your demeanor and the way that, you know, you didn't kind of go with it. You didn't you never became a caricature of yourself, uh, even yeah. though you have a caricature of yourself as your uh, Twitter <laughs> avatar. Um, right, right, right. It, it never felt like you weren't being genuine. You know, there there are people that I, I rail against. Uh, Gargano comes to mind as somebody who is a caricature of, you know, the the best or the worst part, depending on which camp you fall into. And it never feels authentic. And I always thought that the thing that that, you know, you and Bruno did the best, you know, Bruno would go off the handle and off the rails. And and I agree with you. That's where I thought your show was always at its at its best with, you know, whoever it was. But I'm always going to be somebody who's going to kind of cling back to the the days of you and Tony. Um, Bruno could go off the rails and, and you were just kind of there as like the level headed guy. And when I always thought about what I wanted in sports talk radio, it was that. You know, you can have one guy kind of going off on tangents from time to time, but like to have somebody who can actually be, you know, an adult uh, in in one respect, but then also somebody who can kind of open up and and you know drive the conversation, like that, I think is where you know you were at your best, and that show was at its best. And I think it's a shame in a sense that so many shows feel like they need to be a shtick uh, in order to get some kind of a foothold. And I think it's a shame. I think. That probably is is my number one critique of Philly Sports Talk Radio at, at this current juncture, and it's the thing that Kyle and I rail against so often. Is is it feels so inauthentic, and it doesn't seem to really meet the needs of the Philadelphia sports fan. Hmm. It's a, a yeah, it's an interesting viewpoint. I mean, yeah, we're we're constantly trying to, or we were constantly trying to figure out, you know, what the the real Philadelphia sports fan wanted on a daily basis. Every now and then, you know, outside of like the 90% Eagles um, onslaught, which at times got tiring for, for us too. Um, you know, we're trying to figure out ways we could sprinkle things in or do other things and sort of set ourselves apart. But, uh, you know, <laughs> work working with somebody that you have really great chemistry with, you don't have to go to those lengths. It just sort of happens. And that's what I started to, you know, realize when I work with Tony, uh, you know, when, when I work with Rob, when I work with Jason too, you know, like we had great chemistry. And I think that's what, that's what I enjoyed about it is where we could just sort of, you know, 10 o'clock comes on, the light goes on and we might not have something really big and heavy to get into, but 10 after 10, we're into a good discussion. And that's what I thought was really good and authentic about the shows that I've been on. So uh, what do we get? You said you wanted to get into our sports talk radio stuff. What do we get wrong? Or what is, if you had a gripe about the way we, you know, nitpick you guys. Well, I'm not saying it's necessarily you guys, but it's the people that follow you guys, which you have a great following and you should be lauded for that. But we will get these tweets like where guys will tweet our poll question, which is sponsored, by the way, and we have to put one up. So our <laughs> producer puts up a stupid poll question, and sometimes it might be worded incorrectly. It's not really what we were talking about. And all of a sudden they're going, hey, at Crossing Broad, they're alerting you to this, and then you guys are rail on us for, <laughs> for like, oh, we're going to spend four hours talking about this fucking bullshit. And it's like, no, that's not really what the show was. But how about you guys try doing 20 hours a week on this crap <laughs> instead of doing what we're doing now, which is a great 45 minute or an hour podcast or whatever it ends up being. <laughs> like, like I'd love to be able to do what you guys did 
and be able to monetize that to what I did on radio because it's to me 20 hours a week is freaking hard man it's no tough. I I get that it's and tough. I always I always say uh, you know when I've talked to other people in radio or whatnot and you know various exchanges I've always said you know when I if you listen to the, like when I kind of rail against that stuff, yeah, like we like to poke fun at stuff, but usually I sympathize yeah. generally with the host because I, you know, Russ and I have enough trouble getting three hours a, a week and being sane, and we're not radio hosts. And it's I have a really hard enough time getting Kyle to sit down and record three times a week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, especially now, but he, but like I, I've always felt it's not that the the host, it, it's kind of the format. Like I'm, I'm usually more trying to poke fun at the format. And I know that doesn't always come across, but you, you know, you just said it, it was like, Hey, we had to do this thing yeah. for a sponsor and we had to come up with this stupid segment. And it's like, you know, right. those things are forced on there. And I, I've always been like, well, the, the format I've had people say, well, uh, yeah, we can't, if we could do three hours a week, like you do, it would be a lot easier. And I'm always like, well, the format's not my problem. The, you know, the format is your problem. Right. So but yeah, yeah I, it is. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it would almost be, you know, it's like cable news. It's the same thing as cable news. Where like I could put on, mm -hmm. you know, CNN for an hour cross section and get the news and and be mildly entertained. But if you leave that on, I mean, mm -hmm. as someone who works from home, I have fallen into the trap, especially when there's news going on. Where I'll watch the same channel for eight hours, and you're like, oh, holy shit, they just repeat themselves. And I think right, the people right. who are the hardest on sports talk radio are the people who sit at their desk all day and listen to all eight hours and could, you know, mm -hmm. they could count the number of times you guys repeat yourselves or contradict yourselves, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, Francesca, the, the, the GOAT, will repeat himself 20 times in a five-minute segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Um, <laughs> and he's the best. Yeah, yeah. No, but you're right. We do get the people. It's uh, I've had someone tell me it was like, you know, you have your little followers tattling on us if we screw up or mistweet something. So I'm glad that people oh, yeah. are out there watching on our behalf, though. Well, that, that means you got a good following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to – somebody has to hold these people accountable, Harry. Exactly. So my only bone to pick with you is – and uh -oh. this is probably oh, a predictable right. we have a one. Bone? No, this is probably a predictable one. You were – Oh, what, you Villanova? Were, Yes, you sort of chose oh, the side that you were not going to root for the greater. I'm going didn't home. You, didn't you have that? Wait, wait, didn't wait. you guys have that thing? You said I can't bring myself to fully root yeah. for them. Yeah, I said I can't. I can't root for Villanova, but that doesn't mean I don't respect Villanova. <laughs> That's fair. And That's fair. admire what you guys do, and I've said that many times. And Jay Wright is probably the greatest ambassador of sports in the Philadelphia area for the last 15 years. Like he's. There's nobody that can say anything negative about Jay Wright. In fact, he came on with us a couple of weeks ago from the, uh, the Pro-Am at the BMW Championships over to Ronamick. He made a point to come in at the very end of the show and gave us a, you know, eight minutes of great radio. And the guy's awesome. And I envy the shit out of you for having him. <laughs> okay, That doesn't mean I don't respect Fran Dunphy or John Chaney was my guy. And I don't respect uh, Aaron McKee going forward, but Jay Wright is the fucking man. I respect Villanova. I just can't root for Villanova when they, you know, when they're going winning national championships because it's gonna it, it further destroys the, the the shitty recruiting base we have at Temple. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, it's it's funny, like the the Jay thing, and that we don't have to turn into a Jay love fest. But like my first year oh, at you Nova, we should. 
was his my first year at Nova was his first year, and I was like, you know, as a freshman in college, I was like, oh, oh this really? guy's great. Yeah, 2001. So, you know, I was like, oh, uh-huh. this guy's great. This guy's great. And like for 17 yeah. years, I've been trying to like find a spot where he's he's a phony, and I, it doesn't yeah. exist. Like I've never met anyone who will say, yeah, it's it's incredible. No, he he's the best. He he really is. He really is. Uh, so, no, I, dude, I I have massive respect. For, for what is going on out there. I really do. I envy it. This is yeah, why I'm no, glad I didn't go to a city school. Westchester's fine. It's, <laughs> oh, is that uh, where you went, Westchester? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely not D1. You know, everything's fine. No, you, have a good, okay. you have a decent season. Things are fine. I can root for anybody I Absolutely. want. It's fine. You know, this... <laughs> yeah, you this, have this, a cart. I'm like, the, uh, I'm like the pregnant girl on the Maury show. I do what I want, you know? <laughs> Pick whoever I want. I can go to the buffet, a la carte. We're good. We'll wait, uh-huh. that one out. So Harry, what's what's next? Uh, do you have anything planned? Know. Do you have anything you want to do, or just sort of laying low? I don't know. I I I, I want to do it. If I'm going to do radio, I want to do kind of a different show. Like I, I I'm friends with Sid Rosenberg up in New York, and he's doing some crazy different show that involves politics and sports and you know pop culture. And I I listen to that quite a bit, and I'm I'm, I'm really interested in in that kind of thing uh, i don't know if that would fly uh, i have no idea i mean it really depends if anybody wants to hire me anymore but um i'm really not really interested in just doing hey the eagles need a new cornerback jalen mill sucks six one oh six three two i'm i'm kind of bored with that to be honest with you so I get it but we need to ask this question because it it, it has to happen so has has your agent received any kind of a uh, a reach out from uh, from any other station in the fallout? I don't have an agent. Really? It's just you represent yourself. No. So have yeah, you, have Agent name. Harry? Well, he walked you, out on Monday, Russ. I mean, have you uh, have you <laughs> reached? Have has anybody reached out to you yet? No, not not yet. Not, You're not in any fi- official capacity. And well, not official. For a okay. While. I mean, okay. we're we're. We're just getting into football season. Guys are in contracts, and you know this is kind of a time of year where where there's not a lot of loose, uh, you know, shifts, so to speak. And uh, I don't expect anything to happen any anytime, you know, immediately. Can you so. give the people like a, a little bit of an idea what what that kind of thing looks like? I mean, this hasn't obviously happened to you in uh, in 13 years, but when you part ways with a station, uh, like the concept of a non compete clause. Or whatever. Like, does that change depending on if you're terminated or if you walk away yourself? Well, yeah, it does. I, but I'm not under a contract. My contract expired a few, like two years ago. We were like working on no contract. Uh, so, so I don't think I'm not under any like restrictions. So if a station called you up tonight and offered you a uh, a gig tomorrow morning, and you it was a perfect situation. You, in theory, could go right on the radio tomorrow. I could, yeah. Hmm. Free agent, free agent. Hmm. Yeah. Can you play safety? Harry Mays, TU, it says radio free agent, first three words. There you huh. go. Well, listen, man, yeah. um, I won't t- we won't take up any more of your time. Thanks for doing the show, because I know uh, I will get a lot of listeners on this based on the fact that uh you know they i'm sure they want to hear from you because they were you know surprised to to see that you're you're no longer on the air yeah i appreciate it and i'll be on with tony tomorrow night uh tony bruno and um i appreciate you having me 
You got to bust out the old soundboard. You got the fours oh. and the. Uh, oh. You got Jose. Jose's got. Please tell me. That, right? Please tell me he's going to talk about well, the he... parking authority. How do you feel about the parking authority? <laughs> well, I don't. I don't go into the city much. Okay. And that's one of the reasons why I don't like paying for parking. All right. Well, Harry, thanks. Thanks for uh, coming on. Uh, best of luck with everything. And, uh, you know, be sure to be sure to uh, stay in touch. Yeah, man. Anytime. I'll do it anytime. All right. Take care. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Harry.